Welcome to Worms Upon a Time, a six-part Itchy Worms podcast. 25 years, five albums, one awesome band. Brought to you by Sony Music Philippines. Ako po ang inyong host, si Winzy Ong. Samahan niyo ako as I look back on the 25 years of the Itchy Worms. Makakasama natin ang banda, si Jugs, si Jazz, si Chino at si Kelvin. At ang mga collaborators sila na nakasama nilang gumawa sa lima nilang albums. From producers to engineers to music video directors to album cover artists. Makakakwentuhan natin sila, makakatambay. So sit back, magtimpla ng kape, tsaa, or pwede rin kayo uminom ng Mountain Dew. Basta, enjoy tayo dito sa Worms Upon a Time. Now before anything else, Worms Upon a Time and It's Your Worms podcast wouldn't be possible without our generous sponsors. That's WeTV, Mountain Dew Ice, and Nagaraya. And of course, our media partners, Mix, Business Mirror, Esquire, Inquirer.net, Ink Pop, The Manila Times, Jam 88.3, Magic 89.9, Play FM, and Wish 107.5. This six-part podcast is a Sony Music Philippines production. For our first episode, ang tatalakayin natin ay ang Little Monsters Under Your Bed. Lumabas to noong 2001. At ito ang first album ng Itchy Worms. Pero teka, hindi pala nagsimula lahat dito. Tulad ng karamihan ng mga nagsisimulang banda, gumawa rin sila ng demo. At ang pamagat nito ay Revenge of the Unsigned. Narinig nyo na ba yun? Pasok, Itchy Worms! Actually, walang funding yun. Parang we recorded sa bahay ng uncle ko, si Eddie Nicolas. Uh, at the time, uh, he's also a musician. Um, tapos, meron siyang rehearsal studio na hiniram namin. And then, nag-record kami doon ng drum tracks. And then, we took the drum tracks to Eli Buendia's house. Uy! Wow! Sa bahay ni Eli Buendia record yung demo nila. Ito ang masasabi ng eraser heads at apartel frontman Kasi Eli Buendia, tungkol sa mga makukulit niyang bisita noon. Anong kwento, Eli? They just asked. And uh, I think they heard that I had a, you know, a set up in my house. Basically, uh, monitor speakers lang yan. Ang kakapal na mga mukha nito. Nakirecord lang ng gulo pa sa bahay ng may bahay. <laughs> De joke lang. Pero gininto ang aral yan para sa mga budding musicians na nakikinig. Kapalan nyo lang mga mukha nyo. May mararating rin kayo sa business na to. Tapos, tapos, sakto. Si Mike Dizon, who you may know as the drummer of Sandwich, and back then the drummer of the band Teeth, was an A&R executive at Viva Corporation under the label Neo Records. Tapos, natunugan niya at the time na interesadong mag-sign ng maraming banda ang mga record labels. Ayun! At the time, Neo or Viva Records were signing up bands um, left and right. Uh, they signed up Imago, Sugar Free, Kamikaze, Radioactive Sago Project, and their their biggest acquisition at that time was River Maya. Nakakatuwa parang pelikula. 
after so many years of gigging, of writing songs, of submitting demos, finally, they were going to sign a contract with Neo Records. Tinanong ko yung banda, anong feeling nun nung pumipirma ka na ng kontrata to get signed? May feeling ba sila na, wow, this is it, we've made it. Actually, nagulat ako sa sagot ni Kelvin, yung basis ng Itchy Worms. Hindi siya parang yung nakikita mo sa mga that thing you do. <laughs> Hindi siya exciting. Pupunta ka lang sa isang kwarto at pipirma kayo ng papel tapos tapos na. Yun na yun. <laughs> tapos hindi gaganda yung buhay mo the following day. Ganyan ka pa rin. <laughs> Ay nako si Kelvin. Puro joke time. Pero sa totoo lang, natuwa naman pala ang Itchy Worms kahit papaano nung nakapasok sila sa Neo Records. Parang eto na, eto na yun. Oh, genuinely masaya kami. natin. Oh, genuinely naging ano kami, nagkaroon kami parang shit, eto na yun. Nasign na tayo. Tigna, parang ano, parang sisikat tayo eh. Parang ganun talaga yung <laughs> ano namin, yung akala namin. <laughs> yung feeling namin parang that thing you do, pero in in reality, hindi ganun. <laughs> si Jugs naman, may iba siyang take dito. Pakinggan natin. Parang isa siyang malaking culmination ng pinaghirapan namin. Kasi gawa kami ng gawa ng demo. Gawa-gawa kami ng ano. It, it took us five years to get, a, to get a deal. Worms Upon a Time noong 2001, hindi uso ang Beatles-inspired pop ng Itchy Worms. The Eraserheads, ang idol nila, was at the tail end of their careers. The order of the day was new metal, acoustic, bossa nova, and techno. Naisip ba nila na baka mabalik nila ang melodic Pinoy pop? Nandun kami sa gitna ng spectrum na sobrang bigat tsaka yung bossa nova acoustic. tsaka acoustic. So, nandun kami sa gitna na I guess kinaasahan namin na being being ano uh, malawak ang pag-iisip namin mga tao baka inisip namin na ah, baka maintindihan naman tayo ng mga ibang tao. Ngayon, gusto kong malaman Paano ba nasulat ang mga kanta sa album na to? Yung ibang songs dyan, I think, lalo yung mga sulat ni Jazz, ano, buo na eh. Si Jazz kasi pang nagsulat, buo na yung, halos buo na yung areglo tsaka yung kanta. Although, I think may, may iba dyan inarrange namin as a band. Ang isang kahanga-hanga sa Itchy Worms ay ang pagsulat nila ng Tagalog lyrics. Maganda ang wordplay, malalim ang insight, at kadalasan ang witty eh. Paano ba sila natutong magsulat ng Tagalog lyrics? Most of the songs, except for Happy Birthday, Tagalog songs dito, medyo towards the end na namin nasulat eh. Uh, parang most of our, uh, most of the songs here are, basta, kasi college band kami, di ba? So, pag college band ka, sa Ateneo ka pa nag-aaral. Ah, taga-Arneo pala sila. Alam nyo, mga atinista, magaling naman managalog eh. Anyway, matindi rin ang mga areglo ng mga kanta nila. May mga odd time signatures, may mga makakapal na harmony vocals, at mga bagsakang kakaiba. May insight si Chino tungkol dito. Pakinggan natin. Pag-uusapan na lang namin paano yung best way to get from point A to point B. Diba? Parang lalo na sa transitions. Doon kami nag-suspend talaga ng time para makuha yung best na 
na sound na kumbaga walang walang sobra, walang kulang. Mismo. Walang sobra, walang kulang. Sakto lang. Yan yata ang sikreto sa songwriting at arrangement eh. Sa Little Monsters Under Your Bed, marami magagandang kanta. Kahit mapupunan mo na kinakapapan ng banda ang gusto nilang itchy worm sound. Oo, oh, maraming magaganda at unique na arrangement sa album na to. Tulad ng Bossa Nova sa Minutes at ang Malawili Wonka and the Chocolate Factory Broadway sound ng Choco Photo Land. Which incidentally is one of my favorite songs in this album. O ngayon, hingi naman tayo ng mga random bits of trivia tungkol sa mga kanta nila dito. Eto, may nalaman akong recording technique na ginamit nila sa between. Nung nirecord namin yan, uh, nirecord din jazz ng double speed tapos binagala namin. Tama ba jazz? Tama, tama. Uh, we used the uh, tape recording to, to record that album. Yung 24 tracks. So pwede pa siyang pabagalin at pabilisin. At uh, nakakuha ka ng maraming textures dun sa sa sound. O oh, ayan, double speed. Experiment na kayo. Para sa mga gustong matuto pa ng studio tricks, baka magamit nyo yan, ha? Pero, ano naman ang masasabi nila tungkol sa kantang Not Much? Sabi nga ni Kel, yan yung may reggae part sa, ano, sa bridge. Yan. <laughs> so, fun, so, yung panahon kasi na yan, sobra akong nakikinig ng mga Bob Barley na reggae. Oo, oh, tama, tama. So, parang tuwang-tuwa ako no, lagi pag tinutugdun namin kasi pan nakakatugtog kami ng reggae sa kanta namin. Ba, tsaka nung 90s pare, parang every album ha- has to have ano, a, reggae a reggae song. song. <laughs> uh, reggae. Tama. Pansin ko, ang hilig magpasok ng itchy worms ng ibang beat or meter pagdating sa mga bridge nila. Isa yan sa mga signature moves ng bandang to. And lastly, ang paboritong song na naproduce ni Sancho Sanchez sa album na to, ang Waterbug. Na kung pakinggan mo, parang may alanganin sa bagsakan eh. Bakit kaya? Isa pang ano yan, odd time na song yan. Oo. Oh. Ay, idea ni Jugs to, naalala ko, sinulat namin to sa amp room. Tapos, nagigitara si Jugs. Tapos ako, hinahampas ko lang yung table. I-explain niya sa akin kung, kung ano yung timing na gusto niya. <laughs> Tapos, tuwan-tuwa kami nung finally nagagawa namin ng sabay. <laughs> oh ayan. Ang dami nating natutunan tungkol sa mga kanta nila. Now, let's get to know the producers of their album. Mr. Buddy Zabala, bass player of The Eraserheads. And Mr. Sancho Sanchez of The Don. Ang tanong, paano nakilala ni Buddy Zabala, legendary bassist of The Eraserheads, ang mga mokong na to? Tambay ba si Buddy sa Ateneo noon? I'm sure sa Ateneo, it has to do a lot with Ateneo because um, college, my college years, tambay ako ng ano eh, Servini. I had friends in, in, in the Ateneo, so matambay ako doon. And when the heads were doing gigs in, or rather shows, the few shows we did in Ateneo, I, I'm sure napanood ko worms. And it also doesn't help na I was dating that time si Ernest my my wife now and Ernest is the first 
uh, I guess, manager ng Itchy Worms. Ano kayang reaction ni Buddy noong una na panood niya ang Worms? Was he impressed kaya? If you close your eyes and you hear them perform on stage, they sound like a, a bunch of old guys playing really, really good music. Parang alam mo yung mga music ng tito, mga tito natin. Sabi ko na nga ba eh. Kahit bata pa lang sila nun, mga tito na sila eh. Tito rock. We all know now naman na, ano, diba, that, that these four guys are fantastic musicians and excellent songwriters. And back then, Bud and I could get a glimpse of that already. That was Sancho Sanchez, Buddy Zabala's partner in crime when they recorded this album in Track Studio. Uh, we were lucky enough to record it in um, Tracks with Angie Rosul. One of the re- one of the reasons kung bakit merong 90s OPM band sound. So mga sir, kamusta naman ang recording sessions nyo? Wala, very smooth sailing yung production as far as I can remember. Ha? It wasn't very challenging actually. Um, and even I remember noon si Chino would ano, tell me parang gusto niya raw maging session guitarist eventually. Parang, ba? Seryoso ka? Ba't yan? Nung nagre-record na, okay, this guy has the chops. The playing is so polished. It's uh, malalim yung pinanggagalingan ng music. I mean, yeah, it's pop. Yeah, it's rock and roll because everybody knows that. Pero they do it so well. They sound a lot um, a lot older than the, their years. During that time, college pa lang sila, they were playing like mga senior. I would say yung most musically proficient si Jazz, definitely. Um, yeah, because of the upbringing. Na, Namana niya, of course, yung, yung talent uh, from, ano, from his dad. Si Jazz kasi comes from um, family of musicians. Yung dad niya, si Tito Sonny, and yung uncle niya, one of, one of the best bands in the, during the 70s, ng mga taga San Juan. Speaking of San Juan, eto pa, may bonus na kwento si Buddy tungkol sa isaw. Pagkatapos mag-record doon, pag uh, nagutom, pupunta kami ng Arangte Market, I, I forget, sa, sa San Juan. Tapos ano, uh, may masarap na isawan doon. Si, ano, ina- nahanap ni Jazz and ni, ni, ano yun eh, ni Jugs. So si Brother, yun yung aming nightly, after recording, that's where we'd go. Mag-iisaw kami doon. And uh, siguro this went on for like two weeks. After recording, tambay kami sa isaw, kain, kwentuhan lang, tawa ng tawa. And then after that, oh, I think, Somebody developed uh, high blood pressure or, or oh, diabetes or somebody got sick because of that. Ito naman ang masasabi ni Sancho after working with the four genius musicians from the Itchy Worms. Parang observation to, to be a really good producer, uh, gumagawa ka ng sarili mong competition eh. <laughs> I mean, di ba? <laughs> Kung produce mo itong banda na to, uh, gagaling sila, then they'll end up being producers themselves. <laughs> Now aside from the amazing songs, marami rin sa album na to ay filler tracks na sound art kung tawagin. Ang promotor ng mga to, kadalasan si Kelvin, yung bahista nila. Ang isang sound art track ay yung Berdugo ng Bulacan. May kwento ata si Kelvin dito. Para sound art din ng soundbite ng paano kung may isang parang umiikot sa isang parang farm tapos pinagbabaril lang niya yung mga hayop. 
Tapos ascend may na-meet siyang lion. Kasi <laughs> may laser-laser pa yan, di ba? <laughs> Parang yun, in-explore na naman yung, ano, yung extent ng kaya ng Soundforge. Hindi ba meron ka yung, ah, may yung CD, CD na puro oh, ano, sound effects? Oh, may isa kami nakuha na CD na audio na puro mga sound clips na iba-iba. So, doon na kinuha namin kung ano meron na makita just para kinonect namin para makabuo ng kwento. Yan. Yan ba yung galing sa tatay ni Jazz? Hindi ko alala eh kung kahit saan galing yung CD na yun eh. Kay Kel yun eh. <laughs> so ayan. Yan ang mga sound art experiments ni Kelvin noong 2001. Now, let's get to know the story behind their album cover. Sa mga bagets at Gen Z kids na nakikinig ng podcast na to, baka curious kayo kung ano ang album cover. Worms upon a time noong 2001, noong dinudumog ang mga compact discs sa mga record stores at may mga triceratops pa na gumagala. May mga graphic designers na gumagawa ng album covers. Isa na rito si Cynthia Bauzon Are, ang isa sa pinakakilalang album cover artists noon. Hello, I'm Cynthia Bauzon Are and I am a graphic designer and illustrator. Ano nga ba ang mga album covers na ginawa ni Cynthia prior to the Itchworms Little Monsters Under Your Bed? Prior to the Itchworms albums, ano ba yung mga nagawa ko? Eraserheads, um, Fruitcake, Matin 99, Wanted Best Face Ricky Ellie, tapos yung sandwich um, ni Raymond, um, two albums, Grip Stand Through and Four Track Mind. Paano nga ba ang proseso ng pag-design ng album cover? or inlay kung tawagin. Parang when you think about album uh, covers, talagang experience siya. Parang, di ba, while listening to the album, you can flip through the pages kung booklet type siya or iisipin mo rin kung anong bagay, kung kaya, kung dependent sa music, kung bagay ba na fold out or yun, or, or booklet or parang yung, ano tawag doon, accordion type. So, ganun dati, masaya eh. Masaya mag-design ng album. Worms Upon a Time, mahalaga pala talaga ang album cover art para mabenta ang CD. Naalala ko bigla, may mga nabili akong CD noon dahil maganda lang ang cover. Pero ang mga laman na kanta, ang sasuhangit! We go to the record store, you see the album cover. Parang siya yung magpupull sa'yo in. Parang, kung hindi mo pala danig yung, yung band on the radio, parang, uy, ano tong album na to? Parang, okay pa. So, medyo malaki rin yung role ng designer. Uh, at the time. <laughs> at para sa mga bagets dyan, ano nga bang experience ng pagbubuklat ng CD at ng album inlay? Kwento mo naman, no, Cynthia? I guess the experience of ano, opening, di ba, yung unboxing. Siguro mas makakarelate sa life I say unboxing. Yung, di ba, of opening the album, di ba, tanggalin yung plastic, pag-open mo, parang wow. And then while playing, then you playing the, ano, the CD or cassette, yung lyrics binabasa mo isa-isa and then you're reading yung, ano, yung mga credits and thank yous and seeing all the t- pictures and illustrations or whatever. Parang may, parang may storytelling involved. Storytelling? Tama. So Cynthia, ipaalam mo naman sa amin paano mo naisip ang cover design ng album na to. How were you able to translate the songs into something visual na bagay sa vibes ng Itchy Worms? Basta they made me listen to some of the songs kung ano yung tapos na na-record na. May times, doon napupunta ako talaga sa recording studio, sa tracks 
pagkakalan ng process noon with the bands parang pupunta din ako sa studio to listen to the songs and to feel the atmosphere tapos so, may makakuha ka rin na, ano eh, na info from the band during those times so, parang ano ba yung mood nito ano ba yung ganun napakaganda ng album cover ng Little Monsters Under Your Bed noong unang nakita ko to nalala ko ang isa sa mga favorite film directors ko ang director ng Batman 1989 at Sleepy Hollow Si Tim Burton. Inspiration niya is parang bedtime stories. Parang, di ba, and then matutulog ka na and then may monster pala under your bed. Parang ganun. So, ganun yung feel ng, ng album cover na parang, yun, parang yung inlay na parang may mga monsters everywhere. Pero, it's medyo playful, medyo childlike kasi parang you're a kid again. May pagkasurreal nga ang dating ng artwork ni Cynthia. There's a haunting, childlike quality to the image. Ano ba na-achieve to? Kasi ano, ang ginawa, it's a good thing. Before this came out, gumawa ng sketch si Arnold. Boyfriend, boyfriend ko na siya nun. <laughs> so, so sabi ko sa kanya, pwede ko naman mo dito. Gumawa siya ng sketch. Tapos ako, ang ganda ng perspective ng sketch na very, may pagka-fantasy-like. So sabi ko, instead of using the real photo, medyo magmumukhang regular eh. Kasi hindi kaya yung sa mga angles. So, inisip ko, sabi ko pala, Jess, what if ikat up, gawin natin collage para ma-ano, to match yung yung medyo absurd, medyo serial na perspective para mas mukhang fantasy. Given the technologies now that artists have at their disposal, may babaguhin ba si Cynthia sa ginawa niyang album cover noong 2001? A year where the technology for art making was not quite there yet. Medyo low-tech nun eh. Yeah, for, for sure, mas maganda na sigurado <laughs> Kasi then with using skills now compared before, compared to before, yung skills ko ngayon, feeling ko mas magpapaganda ko talaga. May halo ng illustrative elements din. Hindi lang ganito na cut-up photos. And yeah, <laughs> yung mga perspective dito. I don't know, pero sabi nga nila, don't, ano daw, parang don't beat yourself up over <laughs> mga work na tinitid before. Kasi representative yun of your, yung skills man. Oo, yun. Now, speaking of bedtime stories, ito yung perfect soundtrack sa mga nakikinig ng podcast na to bago matulog. This is the Itchyworm's 25th Anniversary Salaset rendition of my favorite song in the album. The wonderful, wonderful track, Between. A song written by Jugs, one that has beautiful orchestral arrangements. Pakinggan natin, tara! Nasulat na ang mga kanta, na-record na, nagawa na ng album cover, ang susunod na gagawin para ma-market ang mga banda ay ang music video. Nakausap ko si Mariha Mora, ang college friend nila sa Ateneo de Manila, at nagkwento siya tungkol sa unang music video ng Itchworms. Ito ay para sa kanta nilang Antipara. I don't think any record label would approve our concept for Antipara. <laughs> that concept is crazy. Worms Upon a Time in 2001 Wala pa nung mix, meron lang MTV. At ang music video making ay parang wild wild west noon. Rock and roll lang, kanya-kanyang diskarte. And the budget? What budget? And I think we raised the money, I think a little bit because we 
had eye to eye as a sponsor because it's all about mga antipara, diba? So we it's like it's almost like a self-financed music video a little bit. Ngayon, ang tanong, paano ba mag-brainstorm ng music video concept? Sino ang may say? Ang artist o ang director? So, Antipara is a classic example of too many cooks can make a really confusing concept. And so, you know, one day, uh, I'm brainstorming with the worms and we brainstormed this idea and it made us laugh. And we crammed it all into one music video. When you watch it, it doesn't make a lick of sense except to us. Oo nga. Noong unang napanood ko to sa MTV, nung asa college pa ako, hindi ko naintindihan masyado ang concept. Parang ginawa ng taong kakadubi lang. Pero may isang image na tumatak sa kukote ko. Ang isda na may suot na antipara. Nye! You know, yes, there is a fish with glasses. The fish ends up with glasses midway in the video and then comes and then resurfaces in the end as a suspect of a crime. Pero sige nga, after 20 years has passed, Tanungin natin kay Marie. Direk, what is the concept of the Antipara music video in a nutshell? There's a serial killer who collects glasses, who is drugs. And so he decides that his next victim is Jazz. But in trying to steal Jazz's glasses, the glasses go on a journey where you meet the worms but also their doppelgangers. Ayan, ang dami nating natutunan tungkol sa music video ng Antipara. At para ma-refresh ang memories nyo, pakinggan natin ang 25th anniversary Salaset rendition ng Kantang Antipara. Live na live at Big Baby Studios. Pasok, Itchworms! Yes, it's been 20 years since the band released this album. What thoughts come to them when they hear it now? I know when, when I listen to it now, naririnig ko yung youth namin, naririnig ko yung excitement namin. Naalala ko na pag-recording day, alam mo yun, ganda ng gising mo kasi excited ka pumunta sa studio. And we recorded in tracks where, where the Eraserheads recorded. So, we were very starstruck. And itong album na to is yung tunog ng college years namin. So, medyo bata pa, medyo hopeful pa. Hindi kaya, hindi pa prepared sa music ng Itchworms ang listeners noong 2001? Ito ang masasabi ni Mariha Mora. Yeah, I don't think people were looking for that type of music and that type of humor. I remember I was taking video of the launch of Little Monsters, which we had in Malate. And I remember... The lighting of the venue was very like Lyle Sacris music video feels. And so I remember Jugs, when we were, I was interviewing Jugs for that particular uh, video, he said, Oh, yo, mukhang slap shock. <laughs> so I think it was really the pulse of the time was that. Pwede nga. Kupao or New Metal was where the winds were blowing to that year. Hmm, pero may iba namang take si Sancho Sanchez. In this album, itong Little Monsters Under Your Bed, is hindi ganong napansin, ano? Hindi ganong hit. Um, but andun yung, ano eh, 
eh, yung yung germs nung makita mo yung talent naman nung, nung uh, songwriting ng banda eh, nung sa album na to eh. Ang hirap pa lang sumikat sa music industry, ano? May mga iba sinaswerte sa unang try pa lang. May iba namang banda na hindi talaga pinagbigyan ng mga gods of pop music. For the itchworms, it would take another four years for them to properly break into the so-called mainstream. Pero may magandang insight ang frontman nila na si Jukes. Insight na malamang nagtulak pa sa kanila para ipagpatuloy ang music nila. At least in my world, world it was a success. Um, nakatugtog kami sa, sa NU Rock Awards. Nanalo kami ng Best New Artist. So, um, at that time, parang it was a success na rin for me. Hindi, hindi lang kami nag-cross over sa mainstream. Pero... I think this album earned us the respect of our peers, which, which was great to hear. Uh, I was in a podcast or whatever interview with Chito Miranda uh, a few months ago. And sabi niya, yun na nga, um, nung lumabas yan, hindi, hindi nga kayo nag-crossover, but um, you earned the respect of, of the other bands. Ito po ang inyong lingkod, si Winzy Ong. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Worms Upon a Time, an Itchy Worms podcast. At sana, napasenti trip rin kayo noong 2001, nung lumabas ang Little Monsters Under Your Bed. Sa susunod na episode, tatalakayin naman natin ang Noontime Show. Kita-kits tayo! This podcast was produced, mixed, and mastered by the good people of Big Baby Studios. For recording, sound design, and post-production services, visit their website at itsabigbaby.com. I've been your host, Wincy Ong. The six-part podcast is a Sony Music Philippines production.